listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today, and I'm hoping you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous, Matt, is a word that we I invented. It means <laughs> fantastic and fabulous put together twice as nice. Saves time, you know. Oh, of course. So if you we fe- don't have time these days, so you got to make it quick. <laughs> you, we don't, because fantastic, you know, it, it's okay, and fabulous is okay. But when you say fantabulous, sure, it's all the better. It's all the better. Yeah. yeah. My guest today is volunteer board member of Golden Valley Pride, Matt Amundsen. And hello, Matt, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show. Hi, good to be here. Yeah, it's now. Uh, full disclosure, Matt and I have been trying to get together to do this show forever. <laughs> I got sick. You got sick. Something came, There was all sorts of stuff that came up. I know. It was like... We're but finally now, here. But we're finally together. It's kismet. <laughs> yes. No, but I think... And, I, and I'm going to tell the, the listeners as well. Um, I wanted to promote Golden Valley Pride. You know, I really loved it. I went there. We had a tent there. It was beautiful. I mean, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a small little dinky little thing, but it was, there was like a bandstand there. Two bandstands. Oh, I must have missed the other one. Yeah. Well, I I emceed the one on the northern end. You were down by the south end. Oh, I see. There's one on the north end too. Okay. Oh, Oh, yeah. And then the food Food trucks trucks and Mm -hmm. beer tent and... Kids area. Yada, yada. Yeah. Wow. I know. It was, it was really so... Farmer's market. Yes. Yes. I know. <laughs> and so, um, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, you have to wait till next year uh, mm-hmm. for Pride to, to go. But I wanted Matt on here to talk about it. So um, when he comes on again next year to promote it again, we're going to talk about it even more in depth, right? Yes. And hopefully even bigger next year. Yeah. You know? Well, it's going to get bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. Because that's, I that's heard the, the first year it was really small. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, you know ginormous we had we guessed because we didn't we didn't track it but we guessed probably about seven to ten thousand attendees that day really yeah oh my goodness gracious Mm -hmm. well i had a blast it was so great me too it was a fast (laughs) day it was crazy i know everybody was so so nice positive yes it was all you know even the even the twin cities pride is such a wonderful experience Mm -hmm. everybody you know i like like i said i had that pride um show where i you know had my um microphone out there in you know uh, twin cities pride interviewing people and every single person were using the same words mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. community safe safe space um you know, uh, it was great, you know, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I'm probably going to do that next year at Golden Valley Pride. I'll bring the mic there. Oh, and, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah, because I didn't do it this year. Yeah. So, yeah. All righty. So, um, before... You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going you're gonna to get me to do yeah, it. Right. Yeah. I got and, you on recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be the first person that I interview. How's All right. That? Deal. Is that a deal? Yeah. Okay. So, before we talk about your work with Golden Valley Pride... Would you tell us a little bit about yourself so mm-hmm. that the uh, listeners can love you even more than we already do? <laughs> For example, where you were born, raised, went to school, and what your current occupation is, whatever yeah. else you want to share. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota. So um, I've always lived in Minnesota. I'm Minnesota born, born and raised, and I have nothing against other places in the world or the country. It's just... I'm comfortable here. I love it here. My family's here. I have so many good friends here, so many good experiences. I'd love to travel, but you know, this is home. So I just want to continue that world. So have you I, ever lived anywhere else? No, I haven't. I, I went to college. Uh, so I grew up in Bloomington. Uh, my parents still live in the house that I grew up in. Um, and I went to college, St. Cloud State University. Um, so I was there for a few years and I moved back down to the cities, lived with some friends, you know, in my twenties and thirties, you know, living in, um, Lived in Edina for a little bit, lived in South Minneapolis for a little bit. I moved back up to St. Cloud uh, for a few years, lived with a, uh, with now an ex um, for, for about six years, I believe I was up there, seven years, something like that. And then moved back down here to Golden Valley. Um, and then I'm actually, I just bought a house, so I'm moving back to South Minneapolis in a few weeks. So oh, congratulations. kind of bounced around a little bit. Thanks. Oh, and I was lived in Richfield for a little bit. Forgot about that. <laughs> so kind of been around. Yeah, but it's always been. And, Al- oh, and I forgot about Alexandria. I lived there for three years. I can't forget that either. Wow. Oh, yeah, boy. I've been quite a few places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But not out of state. Always Never in out of Minnesota. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what's your current occupation? Yeah, so I used to be a teacher. So I'm going to start with where I used to be to kind of 
catch you up to where I am today because a lot of where I have been has led me to where I am. So I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher and, and a middle school for a couple of years as well, um, English language arts. And I taught in St. Paul. I taught in Alexandria. I taught in Jordan. I taught in St. Michael. Um, and in all those, all those places, I learned a lot and I got to know students and, you know, hear about their lives and experiences. It was just, just wonderful for me. Like I grew so much in those years, just hearing about the worlds that they came from, you know, I just kind of soaked up all these stories, right. From these students. And it was just, um, it was fun for me just to kind of explore some of my own like reflections and that sort of thing. Doing that work, like teaching is such an intense job. So taking a lot of time and interest in other people was really interesting and engaging and kind of helped me grow a lot. And then um, after a few years, my last school district I was in, I was in St. Michael Albertville, and I became an instructional coach. So what I did in that job was I coached teachers on their teaching. So I would be in their classrooms. I would uh, provide data for them on what they're doing and how they're engaging with students. I would uh, support them with their professional goals. Um, I did a lot of district-wide training and I started doing some regional training as well. And then I became the advisor for all the coaches in the school district. So then I worked more with um, district-wide committees. I worked with the superintendent and principals and did all sorts of big big stuff there. Um, so that was, that was really fun and really interesting work and just got to work with professionals in a professional setting. It was, it was an amazing job um, and really challenging. I kept growing and growing, right? And then I realized that I wanted to keep growing. Um, my job had a term limit on it. And I, so I was gonna go back to the classroom. And although I love the classroom and I miss the classroom, I realized I wanted to keep kind of growing. And I knew that going back to the classroom, um, it requires so much intention and so much intensity and so much, so much time and effort that um, I didn't really know that it, it wasn't that I had the capacity for it anymore, but I knew I wanted to go in a different direction. I'd, I'd been there. I wanted to see where else I can grow. So I met with a job coach. I did some learning. I networked with a whole bunch of people. And I ended up staying in higher education, and I work at the University of Minnesota at the medical school. Um, and I am a learning and development manager, manager for the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So what that means is I do a lot of training for faculty, staff, some students as well across the medical school on such things as implicit bias and microaggressions and bystander interventions and wow. workplace well-being and those sorts of things too. So I get to take a lot of the skills that I've taken from my teaching career and my coaching career and now I get to use it this capacity with professionals. And it's, it's really amazing work and I really love it. So I've been there uh, about 14 months now. And there's no slowing down, and it's been great. Oh, wow. I really love it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think I was talking about this one of my shows. Um, I don't remember which one, but we were talking about Florida mm. and how now it's diversity and, and, and inclusion are, like, not allowed, actually. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed to even mm -hmm. bring that into the curriculum or anything. Um, and what, so what your job would probably be defunct if, you, if, it, you know, if we had a red wave in Minnesota, God forbid. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, yeah. but um, what it's, are your views ab about that? Yeah, it sounds scary, right? And, and, and when I, and you know, you're not the first person to say that to me, especially in the last few months where, you know, SCOTUS rulings and all these other, you know, things happening, um, particularly with Ron DeSantis, right? Um, a, a bonus, I would say, to working in the medical school is we are governed a little bit more directly by the American Association of medical medical colleges, the AAMC. And so with their expectation that that company or that organization's ruling says DEI work, diversity, equity, and inclusion work is critical to the work of health professionals working with um, to their stakeholders, working with communities, working with individuals. And so that is not gonna change the medical school. If for whatever reason we go down the line, and that's even true for Florida too. Um, you know, some institutions might might do have to do away with DEI. They might find other ways to get around it, um, but their medical schools can't get get away from that. In some way, shape, or form, that sort of work needs to continue. So, in that way, in that respect, I feel pretty confident and comfortable in that job. You know, because because fortunately, the medical community sees that as a super value add, and I do too. It's really important. You know, if we're going to provide adequate health care for all individuals, we got to make sure that we know who we're working with and understand our own values and um, our biases and those sorts of things too. So hopefully we're still going on the right path, even if it feels like, you know, there's definitely friction, there's definitely pushback, there's definitely some scary stuff happening, but um, we have some good things going, at least the healthcare field. And I hope that that continues to, 
prove positive um, and we can get back on track in other areas too because it's not just a healthcare field that needs that work uh-huh it's well i know you're preaching to the choir here right. about about <laughs> you know inclusion and diversity yeah but um play devil's advocate for me for sure. a second mm-hmm. you know i you know i know you, i can't see you doing that but <laughs> anyway but um so what would be a reason remember you're Playing yeah. the devil's out. Oh yeah. Why you? We wouldn't want uh, diversity and inclusion. What's what's their thing? I guess. What's their? Yeah. Bu- what's what bug do they have up their ass? I'm using the <laughs> word ass because we were talking about what words we could use. I, I asked what words I could say on here. So <laughs> ass is we'll good. We'll see when I use it. Ass is good. Ass is always good. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's a donkey, isn't it? And yes. Yeah. Right. That's all. It's in the Bible. So. <laughs> so. I would say from from that from that other perspective, mm-hmm. um, from what I gather, other other folks say it's it's we should be looking at all individuals um, collectively, not as individuals. We shouldn't be looking looking at people as, as people. Well, we need to look past the race, we need to look past age, or we need to look past gender, et cetera, et cetera. I just see people as just people. So that would be the other perspective of it. Yeah, but they're not looking at us like that. No, they're not. And that's what's unfortunate is it's, it's the great irony, right? It's like saying, well, we should just look past all these things and just see people as people. And then they're going ahead and not looking at people as, you know, what we need to be doing is seeing people as individuals because every single person on this planet is a different person. We all expect to be treated as an individual, right? And so when we're not treated that way, of course, we're going to deal with issues. And it's, it's kind of one of those things. I, I say this all the time, but um, it's much... It's much easier to look out a window than it is to look in a mirror. That so wow. that self reflection is really. I'm not the first person to say that. I didn't coin that. I can't claim it. But wow. but I say it a lot. You're because, like Socrates now. No, he, and he maybe he maybe he created that. that <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but but that that whole, I love the concept of that because because of how challenging it is to do self reflection. And we all I I know I, as as someone who does self reflect a lot. I know it, it can be challenging. It can be really tough to to look and really dig in and dive in it and really determine where are these areas that need to, that need to grow or where are my blind spots? Where are, the, where are the parts that maybe I'm holding myself back or holding others back? It's tough to do that and sometimes we don't want to do that because we don't want to think about those bad things, right? That's, those are scary thoughts. Mm-hmm. But if we don't do that, how are we moving forward? How are we growing? How are we making a better world for ourselves and others? Exactly. Sometimes we gotta, we gotta take a hard look in the mirror. Absolutely. And you know, um, when, you, when I think about diversity and inclusion personally i think of it as empathy yeah it is because i think we're lacking a lot of empathy in this country today i think people are looking what about me what about me what about me it's all about me you know me 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 Mm -hmm. and they're not thinking about other people Mm -hmm. and uh that's my big you know you know problem with these people that are looking at diversity and inclusion as a as a negative so uh, thank you for what you do. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, and, I love and, it. Yeah. And I, I'm sure my listeners are gonna, you know, wanna give you a big kiss when they see. You. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Just, not, not, just don't be sick when you do it. I don't. No I don't co- want to be sick again. No COVID. No yeah. COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you're great, by the way. <laughs> what was it that motivated you to become involved with Golden Valley Pride? Yeah. I so. For once, so I've I've been in I've been part of Golden Valley Pride for let's see two and a half years now. Yeah, two and a half years. Um, I moved down here to the Twin Cities from St. Cloud um, right away in early in pandemic, so June 2020. Um, and I moved right to Golden Valley, and and I kind of let myself settle in for a few months. But I reached out to Golden Valley Pride because I had previously been part of the St. Cloud Pride board for a few months, and I loved the, the work they were doing. I thought they were what were they doing was scratching a niche that was that was much needed, right? Like there was, there was, there was a large community of people in St. Cloud that need to be felt, need to be seen, need to be heard, um, needed their safe space. Right. And I knew that they were doing really good work and I kept, you know, going to their events and seeing all the wonderful things they were doing. And so I ended up, ended up joining them and I loved what they were doing and where they wanted to continue to grow and go. And I still stay connected to some of those folks too. And the work they do is just awesome. I love what they're doing. So I came down here, I was like, I need to be part of that again because I love being part of the community. I love doing some work that helps to promote the LGBTQIA plus community because I'm, I, I'm a gay man. I'm, I'm part of that community, you know, and-, and Oh, you to, are? Yes, believe oh, it or not, go oh figure. Oh, boy. No, <laughs> and so, you just know, kidding. just being part of that, uh-huh. I felt like I, I, I wanted to get my voice out there. I wanted to support other people. I, I've, 
you know, I, I'm not averse to hardships. I've been, I've been, I've gone through my own struggles. I've seen and know other people have gone through struggles as well. And I know that there are safe spaces that all people can go to. And if I can help provide that, great, let's do that. I want to bring community together. So reached out to Go Valley Pride and they were so warm and welcoming and reaching back to me. And Chris Furrow is a good friend of mine. He's the president of Go Valley Pride Board, who you met um, back at, back at Twin Cities Pride. Um, just a wonderful human. He reached out right away. He reached back to me right away. He's like, yes, please come on board. We'd love to have you. He and makes a beautiful unicorn, by the way. He does make a beautiful <laughs> unicorn. I know he is. He had multiple uni unicorn hats that day. I got to wear one. He wore the big, beautiful one. I love it. Tell him I said hi, by the yes, way. Yes, will do. Will do for sure. Um, so this past June 10th, yes, you could correct me on the date if it's not exact, but was the fifth anniversary of yeah. Golden Valley um, Pride. Mm -hmm. How has the festival progressed? So from year one to now, have you seen a progression? What's different? What's the same? Yeah. You know, explain that to us. Well, the only thing I can tell you, well, I, I, I have to give a little caveat to that because I joined, you know, in during the pandemic. The first four years of the Pride Festival, I, I never, I didn't go to it because I lived in St. Cloud. You know, I wasn't down here. Mm -hmm. um, so I did, I, the only thing I know about those years are stories, really. So the fifth anniversary this summer in 2023, technically, I guess the eighth year, um, but you know, there were three year, there was a three year gap in there due to the pandemic. So um, it was the fifth anniversary, but there's a little asterisk in there. So, but I, what I do know from stories and from what I've heard, um, there has been tremendous growth in attendance. You know, you mentioned earlier about how there's like, there was, I guess, about seven to 10,000 folks who were there that day. So I know attendance, that very fir first one, I think you, were you at the first festival, do you remember, or first or second? Or? Uh, Golden Valley yeah, Pride? Yeah, Golden Valley no. Pride. Oh, you weren't, okay. I didn't even know it was the thing. Oh, yeah, right, because we're still, we're still growing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it started out with, you know, a few hundred, maybe a thousand people or so, and then I think by the, by the fourth one, I, th I think they guessed like, uh, about 5,000 or so people were there. Um, I think they, they had expected 3,000, got 5,000. This time we expected 5,000, got 7,000, you know? So it's kind of like, hey, great. We're seeing momentum, we're seeing an interest. And you know, what's unique about Golden Valley Pride is that it's family-oriented. Um, and I'm not throwing Twin Cities Pride under the bus at all. Twin Cities Pride is amazing. I love Twin Cities Pride. Oh, yeah, I've been to that so many times, right? I love it. Um, but you know, they're they're su they're such a wide net because they, they're reaching across the state, right? And they 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 have they uh, reach everybody, right? Golden Valley Pride is different because it's kind of tucked away in in you know a quiet a quieter community, and though we're right outside the Twin Cities, a lot of people weirdly don't know where Golden Valley is. It's literally right next to Minneapolis. Like we actually share Theodore Worth Park with Minneapolis, but. Regardless, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's just a quieter event despite, you know, those numbers. Um, but it, it allows for a little bit more community, a little uh, more family oriented. Like I was just, we had, we had a much bigger, um, kids section this year just to try to allow for that. It's just, it's a wonderful, um, little less, uh, little less robust than Twin Cities Pride. So, and actually, we, we've heard we've heard from people say that they they love Twin Cities Pride, but they like ours better because they feel like they can park and walk and <laughs> you know access it a little bit more. Yeah, which the, is good, the good accessibility too. was it's really different. so yeah. much better. Yeah, but I have a question about um, dates. Mm -hmm. Now, what's going on with St. Paul Pride being on the same day? I don't know. As Golden Valley Pride, we can heard you about guys that. get together and work it out? I mean, it <laughs> sounds weird to me because I, I heard about that. I said, "Well, I'm going to miss St. Paul Pride," but they, but the, you know, AM 950 did have a booth at, at Golden Valley Pride. We didn't have one at St. Paul, but mm -hmm. I would have loved to have been to both. Yeah. So, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I didn't. I don't think any of us knew. I think I texted Christopher the day I found out, and it was a month before our Pride Festival. The, like none of us knew it, they were even having a Pride, so it was, it was yeah, kind of just to total surprise, you know. And, and good for them for doing that. In fact, great for them, you know, for doing that. So I don't know about that, but I will tell you, um, Andy, the president of Twin Cities Pride, he what he, uh, some of the work he's doing, I think, is just incredible. He's just a wonderful human. But um, something that he's doing is he's he's done a lot of work to reach out to to Minnesota Prides across the state. Um, I've been fortunate enough to go to a couple of um, Zooms that he's set up. Um, and something he's doing is kind of creating this like sort of like let's let's calendar all of these pride festivals so that we're not overlapping so we can reach Beautiful. people. And so Perfect. I know I know he's sort of in the works to do that. I, I hope I'm right about that. At least that's what I recall. So Andy, I apologize if I'm lying, but I'm almost positive this is true. <laughs> well, if Andy's doing that, tell him thank you because I think all of us want to support pride yes. in every venue. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen 
St. Paul Pride, because I think it was, if, if I'm not mistaken, so correct me out there if, you, if I'm making a mistake, but I think it was their first annual Pride. It was, yeah, yeah. So that would have been a momentous thing for me to be, sure. to be uh, attending. Um, but unfortunately, I wasn't able because I was at Golden yeah. Valley Pride. Oh, okay. And they're diametrically uh, opposite sides right. of the Twin Cities, so I can't, it's not necessarily a, around the block from, you know. Right. So, but anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. So hopefully you guys could work it out so that we don't miss any of the prides that we, you know. Yeah, and you know, uh, Hopkins also, they had their first Pride this year too, and it was the week after ours. And I, w- I went to that one, and that was also really great. Much different vibe than ours, you know, it was a little, it was... A little smaller. It was just kind of on a city block, you know. So it's just a little. You know, we're at Brookview Park, mm-hmm. um, in Gola Valley, right? It's a big, expansive park and mm-hmm. picnic tables and that sort of thing. Um, Hopkins was like in their downtown. It was really cute. They had a stage with drag queens, and it was just, it was awesome. Just a much different vibe, you know. That's kind of the cool thing about having all these different prides is that you can kind of go the direction that fits your community or you know your values, and that's I think that's amazing. So I agree. Let's let's spread them out and spread the wealth. And man, I would totally love to do like a. Um, like a pride crawl, you know, just like hit up as many as possible, see what different people are doing and see those communities in action. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can get like a calendar made Yes. where you have uh, the month of June. What day is St. Paul pride? What day is golden Valley pride? What day is, I heard there's even a Burnsville pride. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. I know I heard, but that was a couple of years ago. Okay. And then I haven't heard anything about it lately, so I, I don't know what's I, going I will, on. I will tell you that Lavender Magazine, they do make a calendar. Um, they come up with their Pride issue, I think, end of May or beginning of June, and they do have a they do have a full calendar in there. And they talk about all the different Prides in each one. Okay, so I'm going to have to get a hold of a copy of that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, They're I was, a good supporter of us, too, Lavender Magazine. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, and Twin perfect. Cities Pride. They've well, been wonderful. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to be, but I'm thankful they are. It's good well, for them to know, be. It helps them, you well, know, you fit, know, fit Being their a gay magazine, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of silly if they weren't. It would. Um, so I was made aware that Golden Valley Pride uh, is the largest suburban pride mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities. That mm-hmm. shocked me. Yeah. Um, how was the festival first conceived and um, were you among the initial group of organizers? Were you there when they were first doing it? And um, how, did it, how did it come about? No. Yeah, like, like I said, you know, during, during that time, I was in St. Cloud when they, when they first came together. Um, and at this point, I believe, I believe there's only one member of our, um, of our board who was there from the onset. From the and onset, Peter Canadley, yeah. and he's just a wonderful human, and he's done some incredible work for Pride over the years. So he's he's kind of one of those like, oh Peter, please don't leave. <laughs> you know, if we were to ever leave, we'd be like, you know, he he's a staple. But I, I would say that about anyone on our board. We have such a strong board. Like it's a group of twelve wonderful, wonderful human beings. Well, you guys do a great job. I mean, well, I was there, and it was just. I'm telling you, it was. Me and my husband were like, wow, this is bigger than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, it like- took, took a lot of time and a lot of intentionality. Our next meeting, we haven't met since Pride. We took a break um, since our event. Um, our next meeting is actually in two weeks um, to kind of do some debrief and start playing ahead. And then we'll start back up in October to like really dive in and get working again. Because yeah, it, t- yeah. it takes a long time to put that together. Well, good luck. Yeah, I, I thanks. Mean, I'm going to be there. Yeah, expect with, a phone call. So I'll be there with mm-hmm. bells on. Okay, I hope literally with my microphone. Okay, so <laughs> I want to get I want to get a feel for that crowd as well. Yeah. Uh, how do you uh, acquire your donors and sponsors, mm-hmm. advertisers, vendors, et cetera, et cetera, volunteers even uh, mm-hmm. to contribute to the success of the festival? Part of it is. Our our website we keep up to date or we, we try we try to we did we did acquire a new website just this spring just before our Pride Festival so um, that was kind of a let's we got to get this done as soon as fa- as soon as possible we didn't want to screw it up right but even so it's a good way just to connect with folks easily right um, but even just um, reaching out uh, a lot of folks who are in our or on our board excuse me they attend meetings they you know we attend local businesses we talk with people and you know when it really comes down to sponsors we have built up relationships over the last few years whether it's just you know being in attendance at these businesses or working in these businesses because they're local communities right um and then some of it some of it too is like some of these sponsors have they've been sponsors since the beginning we have some amazing folks who have donated money and time and unfortunately you know like we need a lot of money that's that's, that's reality of it that's my follow-up question actually yeah so you you, antici- you want to add to it you anticipate okay. it. <laughs> you must be a psycho a psychic 
I mean, a little bit of both. Just kidding. Know. Just kidding. I'm like I, I like I said to you before. I'm a firm believer in supporting yeah. companies and businesses that uh, support LGBTQ um, uh, events. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us just a few of the advertisers? Yeah. As you pull them up, I'll give you some time. Uh, supporting this event so uh, any of our listeners can patronize those businesses because we want to support businesses that support us it's just yes. it goes hand in hand you know you you give you know love travels you give mm -hmm. me love I give you love back so mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah so we have um, I mean there are so many great sponsors that a lot who have been around for a long time and again a lot of them some just give money, but money is just great. So we're not going to turn that away. But even, but the ones that that can that can show up and be be a physical presence at the park is also just wonderful, right? We'd love to see those faces and have people help bring that energy. Like yeah. So um, Discover St. Louis Park is is a huge one. They they've been really helpful as well as General Mills and Room and Board. Those are those oh. are our biggest sponsors. Those three, um, all wow. three of them have just provided us with so much love and support and support not just monetary wise, but time. Um, and resources as well. Um, so we really love all the work they did. In fact, Room and Board was our sponsor for the for the kids section this year. General Mills was the sponsor for um, the main stage. Um, Discover St. Louis Park. Um, they did just an incredible amount of advertising for us. It, it's just been they've just been wonderful. But then on top of that, we have um, Lavender Magazine, as I mentioned before. Um, there's a company called AV for You and Stage Time Productions, and they are responsible for all of the the stages, like for both stages that we had, all the sound equipment that we had. Um, they, some just just the work that they did there was just incredible. Wow. I, I cannot give it give up enough applause for them. They are just amazing. Yeah. So all these businesses people mm -hmm. um, go and buy some some General Mills cereal. Yes. You know, when you're going to eat cereal in the morning, make sure it says General Mills yes. on it. You know, some Cheerios or Lucky Charms or whatever you got to get. Lucky, yep. Oh. <laughs> See, that, I, I, I love, I love General Mills for what they're doing, uh -huh. but it's a little sweet for me. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you, you can cut it with some Cheerios, you know, do like a half and half situation <laughs> or something. It. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, did you want to add any more? Or yeah, there are a few because I think some, yeah. some of these are ones people can go to. So we actually, we had we had really um, great beer beer sponsors here too. Udapel's Brewing in um, Minneapolis. It's right on that Minneapolis Golden Valley border. Sociable Ciderworks. If you've ever been to Sociable Ciderworks, I love Sociable um, as well. They're also great. UPS, Twin Cities Pride, as I mentioned. Medtronic, Allianz. Medtronic is even? Medtronic, fun? yep. Um, wow. Lunds and Byerly, State Farm. AM 950, got to throw it out to you guys. You guys were also great. And you, I also got to connect with, connect with you and your husband, some other really wonderful folks at, at the at Golden Valley Pride too. So thank you for that. You're welcome. We love you guys. Yeah, and we love you right back too. So, um, And there were multiple churches and the DFL. I mean, there were all these all these people that, that just showed up, right? And that's exactly what, what we want. And then on top of that, of course, we have these food vendors that are willing to support oh and these bands God, that, the that come in. The food was so good. It was, I know. And I don't know if you, how much the music you heard. I mean, you, you were down by the main stage. You heard the three main bands, right? And they were awesome. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm going to give a teaser now. Oh, sure. Um, so I met one of the singers that was singing on the bandstand at Golden Valley Pride. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm okay. going to surprise people. <laughs> she was on Broadway in New York. She's a she's a big deal. She wants to be on my show. Oh, and definitely teaser. Uh, yeah, it's a teaser. So um, she's doing cabaret um, venues right now in the cities. Um, most a lot of people out there will know who she is if I told you her name. So um, I'm going to leave it as a teaser so you can tune into my show and find out okay. who it is. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, but we don't have to share that here. Okay, I'll, I'll keep we'll, it quiet. We'll do it off, off camera. Yeah. I, off camera. <laughs> off microphone. Like, where's the camera? <laughs> I would love to do a video uh a, a podcast someday, you know, but I have, everybody says I have a face for radio. So. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> I know. Screw everybody. No, it's a Who joke. Who needs them? It's a joke. <laughs> um, so what are the uh, aspects of your position um, with Golden Valley Pride that you find the most challenging? What are some things that keep you up at night that you find hard or challenging? Honestly, I think the only challenge that I really faced, and th this was something that was just me either. I think some of it was just... Um, you know, Golden Valley Pride is not, it's not my primary job, right? It's not a source of income. I'm a volunteer board member, right? Right. Um, yeah. So it's take up that extra time, but it's time that I, that I want to give. So I'm happy to do it. 
but it's you know it, it, it's that extra time that we and all the that, that me and all, everyone else who's on on the board that gives to make these phone calls to keep these connections to re, you know reach out to other folks um you know and when we can make those connections it's really wonderful when we have to um when we when we can't make connect, can't make those connections or you know we're like making all these phone calls and not not hearing from folks that sort of thing it's rare most people that we talk to are really happy to support and happy to help too but sometimes you know there's a lot of like reminders and that sort of thing so we you know communication is tough we get it everyone's busy uh, but I think the hardest part is really just like it, it just takes extra time but at the same time it's it 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 is our passion for it that makes the time worthwhile so I think that's probably the only challenge. And when we were talking before about, I should have piggybacked before, but I just thought of it now, mm -hmm. um, sponsors and advertisers, et cetera. Um, in this climate, you know, because you remember we were talking before the show about Bud Light mm -hmm. and how um, that connection to LGBTQ caused the company to lose lots of money mm -hmm. and uh, because of Dylan Mulvaney. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that more companies are going to, frown upon you know supporting our event or what well, the opposite's going to happen what do you what do you feel about that so you know along with the talking about sponsors since we're piggybacking off of that i actually you know talking to all these people that i, I talked to this past year making these connections um for golden valley pride and even just hearing from my you know from the other board members about their connections they made it's it's actually you know i, I was just saying how the time part is the hardest part right and making these connections but it's so rewarding to have these conversations with people, whether it's via email or over the phone or in person, how excited people get over being like, yes, we'll give time, we'll give money, we'll get like, what do you need? We'll put up flyers. It was, it was, it's just been amazing how, how few people said no. And even those folks who said no, a lot of them, you know, were like, okay, it's no, but that's only because of our budget or this or that, or please keep in contact with us. People, I think, want to give and they want to support you know, um, and that's that good is, to hear. yeah, that's and, good to and hear. it's, it's really gratifying to hear that. Right. And that's something that we want to hear too. Right. And I, you know, there's no grudges. If you can't give, if you can't give, you can't give, mm -hmm. there's reality, you know, you're, you're a business too. Um, but just that, just to have such an outpouring of people who are willing to show up, it's just amazing. So. Well, the pushback that I did personally, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of gay people and LGBT, well, I should say all, all LGBTQ plus people probably did is buy Bud Light. Because mm -hmm. they thought, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna demonize us, you know, for uh, for I mean, demonize the company for supporting us, then we're gonna go out and buy Bud Light. Now, if you look in my little refrigerator, I have a little refrigerator in my kitchen that I keep my canned beverages in. Mm -hmm. It's full of Bud Light, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I, guess, you know, I'm tired of demonization. I'm tired of the. You know, especially with trans people, you know, they're, they're, they're getting kicked in the butt all the they time. Are. And, and it, it's, it's horrible. It, it's horrible. They're human beings, for mm -hmm. God's sakes. You mm -hmm. know, don't you have any humanity? I mean, I mean, trust me, just like us, you and I, I'm sure we didn't wake up one day. You know what we're going to let's disturb our family, get everybody upset and just come out and be gay just for the hell of it. Right. Just for shits and giggles. Right. There's the word shit again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, we, that might have been the first time, actually. <laughs> Oh, that was. I think oh. so. You said ass earlier. Yeah, no, this is. Shit. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're graduating. Um, <laughs> or we're getting heated, so now the swears are going to start. No, I'm out. really upset about that. What do you yeah. just pick? Pick up the ball well, there. I, I think what I, um, how how I feel about that. I, I guess I struggle because it's such a, you have to pick a side sort of mentality. Why are we picking sides? You mm -hmm. know, if Bud Light has has this particular advertiser, you know, or, or way in which they want to advertise. And, and that's what's stopping you from, from buying their product. I, I mean, fine, but, but regardless, I, I don't, I don't see why, I, I guess, you know, on the same coin, I guess maybe to play my own devil's advocate, um, I won't shop at Hobby Lobby and I won't, I won't eat at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But now I could push back on you. Yeah. There's a difference. Because one is anti-you, mm -hmm. the other one is pro-somebody else. Correct. At the same See what I mean? I do. At the same time, to push back on that, there's going to keep pushing. Push back on that. I think the, the mentality on... You're so on... cute, by the way. I, just, I love interviewing you. Well, you're doing a great job interviewing. You're adorable. So oh, I love it. thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, you promise you're going to do my show again? Well, I hope so. Oh, God, yeah, you better. Invite me back. No, yeah. So back to my push. Yeah. So, you okay. know, for, for those folks that support Chick-fil-A, you know, that's their viewpoint that they're... 
you know, regardless of whether it's like pro or anti in their mind, it's, this is something that I support. I'm, I'm supporting this anti thing, right? And we are trying to us, we, us are trying to support this pro thing. So even though you're, you are correct with it's anti versus pro, I think in the same coin, I think there's a mentality on the other side that this is, and I even hate to say the word other side, cause that still continues this conversation of it's us versus them. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I wish it weren't enough. Me us too. Versus, I, it, it so feels that way. And it, it feels so fueled by the conversations we have over, you know, the yeah. left versus the right yeah, and Democrats, yeah, yeah. Republicans and gay versus straight and yeah. black versus like everything is like, why not? Things in the world are not so black and white. Why are we thinking in black and white? Why are we acting in black and white? Okay. So this is what, to finish this, put a, put a, you know, a, the icing on the cake here yes. and then we can move on. Okay. I think what they should have done if they, if, if, to get my support, if, if Chick-fil-A would have said, we are a Christian um, company, we support Christian values, and, but we love everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have worked better. I'm here I, for that. Just say that. Yep. You know, because I'm I'm God's ch- one of God's children, yes, and so are, are you. Mm-hmm. And to, to just not bring up the gay thing and just say, you know, we're a Christian organization. We believe in, you know, G- you know, G- Jesus was um, the Son of God, and He was my Savior, and da 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 da. Great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a single problem with that because everybody has a right to believe what they want. Mm-hmm. But when you start antiing and yeah. othering yeah. people, that's where you lose me. Yes. I and agree. That's the way I want to end. That, that's why oh, you lost me too. Yeah. The final question about um, so can you talk about the the um, food trucks and the children's activities and oh, very sure. quickly before we we um, go on to my favorite part of the show. Okay. Yes. Um, so food trucks. We did have um, some. God, we had some really great food this year. Um, so this year we had uh, Ben and Jerry's. We had. Um, mm. Yeah, we had uh, Junebug, Carolina Flair. We have um, Roland Nolan's Barbecue, Caribou Coffee, um, mm. Cookie Dough Bliss. There was some mm. good stuff, yeah. So yeah, trying yeah. to get a good variety of well, you know, sweets and savory, and oh my gosh, it was awesome. Well, at the end of the show, I'm going to give an um, email mm-hmm. where, they, where the listeners can go to check out... Um, Golden Valley Pride and everything that, you know, all the vendors and... Yeah, yeah, link it the, on there for sure. The whole ball of wax so yes. they could learn and 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 support it. Yeah. Uh, if you're an ally out there, if you're gay, if you're a trans, if you're a lesbian, whatever you are, mm-hmm. bi, mm-hmm. you can go out to Golden Valley Pride and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. and just... Because life is short. Have fun, for God's sakes. You know, go out there and enjoy and support your community, you know? We, we really try to do something for everybody. You know, you asked about the kids thing, too. That we, there was a bouncy house. There was cornhole, you know, for kids to kind of play. And um, we even had, I don't know if you saw, there was a volleyball, there were um, uh, Stonewall Sports came out and had a volleyball game and a mm-hmm. kickball. So, like, we, we really tried to have something for everybody I as wish much there was, as possible. Yeah, I wish there was a bouncy house for for. Adults. Anyway, when was the last time you were in a bouncy house? <laughs> Those things are painful. Last time I was in, I was like, "That's the last time." <laughs> you don't. I don't think you want to. Well, as an we're adult, too trust me. big, Matt. That's what it is. We're too oh, big. that's right. How many men could you fit in a bouncy house? Only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love him. Anyway, uh, and now we have come to the part of the show. Okay. I like Transition. to call the shift. Don't forget the F, because if you don't pronounce the F, we have a lot of problems. Right. Uh, where I shift the questioning away from your personal journey and towards a discussion of current events. Okay, Okay, let's do it. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. So as you probably know by now, the twice-impeached disgraced former president was federally indicted again now. I think this is the third time. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And he was charged with four felony counts for attempt to overturn, for an attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Also, he's currently facing dozens of criminal charges in two other cases. And before I ask you a question about this, and I'm going to enumerate the charges so you you and the listeners can, because this has just happened, mm-hmm. um, so that we can get a, a better um, better feel about what actually he's being charged with. So... Um, so the summary of charges is one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States 
applies to Trump's repeated and widespread efforts to spread false claims mm -hmm. about the 2020 election while knowing they were not true. So he knew they were not true, and they can prove that. And for allegedly attempting to illegally discount legitimate votes, all with the goal of overturning the election, prosecutors claim in the indictment. So that's... If that they can prove that, that's right there. I mean, you're, you're the president of the United States, and you're trying to, you know, cancel people's votes and lie about, the, the, you know, it's just it's scary. It is. The second one, the second count, um, is one count of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding was brought due to the alleged organized planning by Trump and his allies to disrupt the electoral votes certification on January 2021. So remember when he... Um, uh, got on there and says, go to the Capitol and, you know... Find those votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And be wild, too. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, what was this? What was the term that he, that I, he used? I think that's what was he it, used. We'll, this will be wild or it'll be wild. It'll something be wild. Yeah, something yeah. about wild. Yeah. You know, I mean, first of all, from what I heard, he, there wasn't supposed to even be a demonstration on the day that they counted the votes. It was supposed to be a, a week before that, but he, he had it. He personally had it moved. Is what I'm gathering from this. Anyway, so the third one is one count of obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding tied to Trump and his co-conspirators' alleged efforts after the 2020 election until January 7th to block the official certification proceeding in Congress. So he was doing things. You know when they have to count the electoral votes and they have the people walking in with the boxes and mm -hmm. you just... It's basically a procedural. It's not supposed to be a, you know, you know melodrama. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to just bring the votes, count them, and say goodbye, have a nice day. Mm -hmm. But it didn't turn out quite like that. Right. And the last one was one count of conspiracy against rights refers to Trump and his co-conspirators alleged attempts to oppress, threaten, and intimidate people mm -hmm in their right to vote in an election. Mm -hmm. So, you know, intimidating people to go out to the polls itself, you know, blocking people, doing whatever they can to stop it. Yeah. So my question is, um, basically, after hearing all of these charges, four charges, what are your thoughts about all of these things and uh, what do you think about it, in your opinion? I'm angry. Hmm. Because, you know, I always say, and, and that's a very good answer, because that's probably what I would say if it was across from you. But um, I think if the tables were turned, and President Obama was accused of these things, and the Justice Department brought these four charges, I wouldn't be like, yay, you know, I'm going to support him even more. No. No. Sure. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a me versus you or red versus blue. It's right versus wrong. Correct. Right? Correct. That that's that's where a lot of my anger comes from. It's just this this fervor around this person who's proven himself time and time again to be untrustworthy, to be um, selfishly motivated, um, to be harmful to our to our country, and yet, you know, like I said, like I said, there's this fervor over him, and I and I and, and I. I it, it, it took me a long time to really kind of process why that is. Uh, what do you know, think? Yeah, well, what do you think? This, this, is, this is my thought, right? So I'm not saying this is this fact. This is absolute fact. It's but opinion. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot. There are a lot of folks out there that, that felt for many, many years and probably still feel like their voices are not heard, that, they, um, that they're, they're here in this world and they've been lost and forgotten over so many years because the world is continuing to move and change. And damn it, we don't want to change things were fine like why are we why are we trying to you know why are we trying to talk about race why are we um why are we dealing with these sorts of issues that don't relate to us you know let me let me just deal with me and my own and i want to have my thing and um and not look out for other people and, and you know yes. kind of to that point that you said earlier like you know a lot of people are just like just looking out for the individual i i want to look out for the collective i want to think of the greater good and so i think for me i i have so much I have such a hard time looking at Donald Trump and, and his supporters because I, because I just, I, my values fit the opposite side of their perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I want to think for the greater good, even if maybe I have to make some sacrifices because of it, even if maybe, um, you know, I have to pay higher taxes for this, or I have to do this for that. If, if those things are true for, for the sake of everybody, great, I will do it. Mm -hmm. And so it bothers me when I see so many people who are like, nope, I'm just looking out for myself. 
and screw you if you're not on the same side as me. Where are the where are the um, Republicans politicians who, you know, they just want to talk about the issues, you know, like. Okay. Do they? <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, like, like. Yeah. For example, if you're a Republican, what's the big issue? Oh, cut my taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't care about schools, and I don't care about funding um, roads. I don't care about this, that, the other thing. Yep. Democrats tend to be much more uh, community oriented. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help my fellow man. I want to help my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, so taxes go to schools to help children like uh governor walls uh, you know when he when he signed that bill to give children lunch free lunch yes. in school the, those little kids were crying they were holding yes. him and kissing him and thank you governor walls mm-hmm. and he was this big smile he was like santa claus mm-hmm. you know and that isn't that what it's all about i mean i don't i think i think so i like i said I, it's, it's, it's i agree it's community it's for the greater good that's part that's part of what drives me to be part of the golden valley pride board why i want to continue to volunteer with them because i want to look out for the greater good and build this community that is our planet earth right we're all on this damn earth together let's just do it together let's just do it and and you know i, I i'm you know i, I don't want to sound like a, you know a, um a hierarchist Mm-hmm. You know, or a, you know, I believe in plutocracy. I do. I believe there's a plutocracy in this country where mm-hmm. the rich people have the you know, have us by the the cojones, mm-hmm. and every and um, because you know there are some companies they don't even pay a dime. Mm-hmm. You pay more taxes than they do. Yeah. So, um, and you know, with Social Security fund, they're saying, oh, it's exhausted, exhausted. Raise the cap. Mm-hmm. Give people that are struggling more Social Security money. Mm-hmm. It's old people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people, you know, I thought we were Christians in this country where we, where we take care of the sick and the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so sick to me that you would, that you don't see that. And well, it's, you, you, know, you bring us something interesting right there that we're Christians, Christians in this country. Really, this country is more than just Christians, right? We have so many religions. And well, yet, I'm, yeah, I'm using the predominant religion I, I, right I, now, but right. I, I hear I, you. I, I, and I hear what you're saying. I think that therein is an issue because so many people believe, oh, we need to follow Christian values. Well, there are values from any religion you can pull from and say, these are phenomenal values we can follow. And yet we follow these Christian values and unfortunately look at our Christian past. And I'm not trying to harp on religion here, but you look at our, you look at the, the history of Christianity and it's not so bright. Mm-hmm. It's not so happy. So when we're, and then you see these issues that, that come out, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I've the been, irony is, is that the, there are a lot of wonderful Christian values that we should be following and we're not. So I, I don't understand how we can be talking out of both sides of our mouths. True. As a and, country. and, and again, you know, being that I'm a left-wing Christian, mm-hmm. my husband's a left-wing Christian, we, we believe in the true um, message. Feed the, feed the poor, um, clothe the sick, heal the sick. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I'll, I'll give you one example. I'm going to pull it out because I, I've read this in the Bible many times and nobody on the right will talk about it. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Mm. That's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And all these rich people claim, that, that tend to be claimed to be Republican, um, they, if they really truly were biblically based, mm-hmm. they would say, you know what, I, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to be in hell. Maybe I should share some of my wealth, um, you know, and help the sick and poor and give health care to people who don't have it. Right. You know, just just be a little kinder and more more American and less, <laughs> you know, personal, you know, all about me kind of thing. Sure. But again, I'm I'm being, you know, I'm being an idealist here. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be an idealist. So don't harp yourself on that because I think it's important to be an idealist, right? I think it's important for all of us to be like, what is the ideal world we want to live in? We should all be idealists. But, but two quick things. One thing that you mentioned, you know, like true, you, you mentioned your, you know, true, true Christianity. That's your true Christianity, but other people have a different true Christianity. Right. True. Right. And right. that, and that I think is where some of that conflict comes in because, well, I'm a Christian, well, you're a Christian, but we don't have the same values. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. where it sometimes gets tricky. And the other thing, you know, you said, be a true American. You ask anyone in this country what their vision of an American is, and you're probably going to get a different answer. Some people might say, well, it's John Wayne, it's diners, it's, um, you know, it's farming. diners. Yeah, what's, I don't know. What's a diner? Like a place <laughs> you know, where you eat? Yeah, a place where you eat. You know, like the old, you know, grab a cup of coffee oh, and a piece yeah, of toast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so don't know. Funny. Maybe that's someone's America. No, but and for I, other people, it's opportunity. It's hope. It's 
um, it's wealth, you know, like America yeah. looks so different for any individual. And that's, what's so hard too, is that we all want just something, something, yeah. but we don't all agree on what that something but is. But I don't poo poo them for believing what they do. The, the, my problem with, with them is when they other people yeah. and when they take a segment of the United States mm -hmm. or a state like they always harping on California because they they're, they're too liberal, you know, and um, the people there they live there because they they like living there. They like to be able to be who they are. They they don't mind paying extra taxes to get more things out of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's their thing. And if you want to live in a red state, all power to you, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but when you start othering the people there, that's when I you know I my horns g grow. You know, sure. and get angry. Yeah. Well, Florida so, takes a lot of crap too. Let's be honest; they take a lot of crap. Well, they they do, but they get also getting a lot of praise. They do. They yeah. say, "Oh, it's the free state of Florida yeah. where you don't have to be vaccinated and you can just spread your your COVID all around." I mean, that's what they were promoting when during the COVID um, pandemic. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize it was one, I think it was 1.6 million people died. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a joke. Mm -hmm. No. And I personally know people that died of COVID. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, but we could go on and on about COVID. But um, so my next question, this is an interesting question because um, you didn't know about this. I think we, when I did the preview of the mm -hmm. show with mm -hmm. you, I brought it up. So Republican candidate, former Texas representative Will Hurd, was actually booed in a ballroom filled with 1,200 Iowa Republicans when he got up in front of the crowd and stated, I'm going to quote what he said. Mm -hmm. I love it. I just love it. You got me nervous. I don't get nervous. It's, <laughs> I love him. He, he did a great job. But if, I'm, if I was going to vote... Well, if you got booed, that scares me. <laughs> well, you'll know why in a minute. Okay. If I was a Republican, I think I'd vote for him. Just personally saying. Mm, okay. Um, Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great again. Donald Trump is not running for president to represent the people that voted for him in 2016 and 2020. Donald Trump is running for president to stay out of prison. And he got, he oh my got gosh, yes. boo. Why he, people didn't want the truth. That is absolutely, yeah, that has to, I, well, I do, I see no I other Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that because you, you're predicting what the next part of, the, okay. uh, of what I'm going to say is. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got to have So after he, yeah, it's okay. After he made the statement, there were many boos heard in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Then while they were booing, he continued over their boos and raised his voice and said, I know, I know, I know. He repeated four times, said, I know, I know, I know. Trying to regain his footing over the jeers. And then he said this. This is the thing that I just love. Listen, I know the truth. The truth is hard. But if we elect Donald Trump, we are willingly giving Joe Biden four more years in the White House and America can't handle that. Mm. He's telling his own voters mm -hmm. that if you really want Joe Biden out, which because they're Republican, they don't like him for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he he did a great job, but I think it's time for a younger person. That's just my opinion, but I would vote for him right now. I vote for him. I, I would vote for a ham sandwich over Donald Trump <laughs> at this point. No, I'm serious. But he said, "The truth is hard." Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Boy, is that true. Yes. Isn't it's it hard true. to it's accept? It's hard to truth. face. That's what, you know, when you're talking about, I mentioned earlier, you know, that fervor over Donald Trump is, he has just an incredible base, right? They just absolutely love him. They gobble up every word that he says. They show up. That's mm -hmm. what, that was partly, partly why we saw January 6th. They show up for him and they do his bidding, right? Yeah. And therein lies the problem, one of the many problems with Donald Trump is because those folks who follow him aren't listening to other people. Yeah, they're in an they're, echo they're chamber. They're yeah, in yeah. an echo chamber, and they, they will not see outside of that. Even, you know, it, it's interesting hearing on, I was listening to NPR this morning, and they, there were quotes. Um, oh, you know what? It was the Daily Show. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> they're Regardless. Kind of, they're kind of different. <laughs> they were, but they were still, but it was Jordan Klepper interviewing um People at, oh, at Trump I love rallies, Jordan me too, and, and his 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 work at MAGA rallies is just incredible. So there was it's kind of a yes. clip show of different things you know he had done over the years. 
Um, but there are folks, you know, really sharing how, yeah, sure, Donald Trump is an asshole. Like, there was a direct quote. Um, Donald Trump is, you know, yeah, he's a jerk, and he's, yeah, he's, he's not right and everything, but... But, 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 you know, they had all these, but but he's, yeah. So regardless of looking past these horrible things that he's done and the horrible parts of who he is, they can look past that and and just love him as for whatever reason because he's charismatic or because he says, yeah, it it is. That's what it is. But I wanted to, I wanted to, um, um, you know, expound a little bit on Will Hurd. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally want to pat him on the back Mm -hmm. for what he said. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got, he's probably more conservative than Donald Trump when you think about probably. it. Because he's, you know, he's a Texas guy. He's, you know, but he's telling them the truth hurts. Mm-hmm. Do you think him going up there and making that splash in Iowa, do you think that's going to hurt him? Yeah. I mean, it'll hurt him in, in Trump circles for sure, but it'll help him a lot for those Republicans who do not like Trump because fortunately there are a lot. Yeah, but I heard that um, the, 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 um, the percentages are, are fluxing all the time. Oh, yeah, always. But, but what I'm hearing now is he's got a hard 36% of the Republican vote, which means there's a majority of Donald Republican. Trump does or? Donald Trump Donald does. Trump, okay. So he's got that hard 36%. Now, you got to remember, all the rest of the people that are running are going to split the votes. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to get a majority. But if Will Hurd was running against Donald by himself... He'd probably win because he's telling the truth and he's saying what because they keep losing. But Donald Trump didn't tell the tell the truth and look where that got him. They still got in the presidency. Right, but 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 they don't win the popular vote, Republicans anymore because I I don't know if it has to do with Trump or their policies just suck. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that too. But a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> I mean they got to do they got to help these working class. People, mostly working class Caucasian people who are feeling alienated. And um, I think the Democrats need to address that a little more. Mm. That's another thing, but for another show. But um, I think it, I don't think it'll help Will Hurd if, if, if they whittle down this um, field of, of candidates and maybe it'll help him. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. you never know. I mean, right now he's ahead by a lot and da 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 da. But you know Stay what, tuned. You know what I really love to see Republicans do is acknowledge the, the changing demographics of America and really cater their messaging and their the work that they do toward folks who are not white and of lower income. Mm-hmm. That seems to be what the Republicans are really aiming for. You know, and, and, and small business owners and the rich. Like, you know, they have very specific pockets that they're going for, right? That, yeah, but they can't do that because they keep demonizing those people. They do. They do. And that, that's so, what's trouble, troubling is that we see, you know, these demographics are changing, but they're not, the Republican Party's not changing with the demographics. They're not catering no, to no, these no, groups. No, 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 they're not. So I don't know how we're going to continue, how the Republican Party can continue uh, as yeah. is if they keep going uh, it, on it's that It's like direction. an oasis that's drying up. I mean, yeah. to me, that's how I equate them. Because, look, isn't the moral of the story when you when you're when you're running a, a campaign to gain voters? Right, right. So yeah. even if you don't like gay people, just just I'm just throwing this out there mm-hmm. for the Republicans that are running. Mm-hmm. If, even if you don't don't say anything about it, then it's better to shut up about it than say, "Oh, gay people are you know indoctrinating my children and trans people are." Are you know uh, sexual perverts and all? If, if those words are not going to gain you any people. No, they're not. If you try to say that, and it's um, further dividing us. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you if you try to say um, slavery had benefits, mm-hmm. you know, like in Florida, the, the mm-hmm. new curriculum says slavery had benefits because they learned all of blacksmithing and they learned how to uh, craft work and all this stuff. So it was a benefit for them to. To be in, enslaved, I think that is disgusting. It is. personally, it's asinine. So, how are you going to gain electorate? How are you going to gain mm-hmm. people? How are you going to gain um, more votes if you're alienating all of these groups? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my thing. Yeah, but I'm, they need better strategists. They need us to strategize. Yeah, we maybe to, that's what they. Maybe we do. have to work for the Republican Party. I don't know. Let, let's send this podcast <laughs> over to them and say, "Hey, give it a listen. This is our audition." <laughs> We'll be your strategists. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. No, I wouldn't want to help. Them. I take it back. Take we're, it back. We're, this is if they did hear this, they maybe they would learn something, but yeah. they don't want to learn anything. <laughs> so, uh, um, the last question I have for you is: uh-huh. um, Last week, Mitch McConnell, you know, Senator Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> he froze and could not finish his speech in front of the media. He was standing in front of the podium all of a sudden froze. Then uh, also, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who was a Democrat, she, was, um, she looked confused during a Senate vote, and they had to prompt her to vote aye. Mm -hmm. Vote aye, vote aye. Mm -hmm. and then, okay, aye, she goes. Now, that's scary to me, and she's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So do you think older politicians should be forced to retire after a certain age, or would you consider that ageism? So it's kind of a dichotomy. Uh, saying that they sh have to retire at a certain age is ageism mm -hmm. personified, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, we want people that have their, their, you know, their faculties and able to run, a, run the country. So what do you think about that? Um, I'm going to say no. We should not have, a, we should not have an age limit. Um, age looks different for different people. Uh, you could look at one 80-year-old and look at a different 80-year-old, and you would have a totally different picture of a human being, mm -hmm. right? Just as you could for a 15-year-old or 50-year-old or whatever. So I, I think age is just that's a subjective number. Um, I do think that's ageist. Um, something that I was reading about um, just this past spring, um, I did a training on, on ageism um, and bias and ageism, and there was this really wonderful article that I was reading, or journal that I was reading, and it said, uh, I wish I remembered who, who it was. Um, I can look it up and send it to you. But it talked about how the, the writers, the authors said, the number one ism issue that we deal with in America is racism. Number two is gender, and number three is ageism. Mm-hmm. So, or sexism is number two, I say. And then three is ageism. Mm -hmm. And ageism is the hidden-ism. Because we're, people are ageist all over. And, and I can't tell you how much I've noticed that in the last few months. Especially, you know, I look at, so that there's that with Mitch McConnell. I've seen how many memes and, um, you know, GIFs and videos and things like that. Just, just of, of him, you know, kind of losing his faculties. And that's, that's sad and it's scary. Yeah. You know, but even Joe, Joe Biden, people are like, no, he, he can't be president. He's too old. Or Donald Trump can be president because he's too old. This idea of too old means what? Exactly. The different you know, people, yeah. It does It does be something different people. And, and I, I think to, to make that call based on a number is absolutely unfair. I do think yeah. that it is concerning to see those two examples you gave of Dianne Feinstein and, and Mitch McConnell. Th those are certainly concerning. And when, when it looks to, you know, um, the health of, of these people, you know, like the, like the mental, physical health of these people, if those are, if those are called into question or, or, or of a concern, Certainly, that's when some of those steps can be made. But I, but we can't just. I, I think it's absolutely unfair to say we can just like leave a blanket like, well, you've reached blank age, so therefore you're out. I don't think that's fair because let's be honest, a lot of people might disagree with this. You know, a lot of people might not be super pro Joe Biden. That's fine. I, I'm not saying I'm super pro, pro Joe Biden. I'm not. At the same time, I think some of the things that he does and the things that he says are amazing. And he's, is he 80, 81, something like that? I believe so. And I, he, he rides his bike every day. Right. I mean, he's, he's a health conscious I, person. The reality is he's still doing it. And he still does and says things. I'm like, hell yeah, go get him, Joe. I love that. I you couldn't know? imagine Donald Trump on a bicycle. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> on that note, yeah. <laughs> you're so cute. By the way, um, I just want to say, I hope you come on the show again. Cause oh, you're I would just, love to. You're just an amazing person. You're, you, you brighten up this show. Um, you know, I'm just one person. And you are amazing. You're the, you're the guiding light of the show. So you talk about brightening oh. this up. You, it was already well lit before I got here. Oh, is this the Mutual Ad Admiration Society I here? believe so. <laughs> We're going to end this podcast with a hug, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. So before we close the show out, um, and this is where I throw the ball at you and mm -hmm. see if you catch it, um, are there any issues that you'd that I haven't covered that you would like to talk about? And oh, my address? gosh. I feel like we covered so much, and yet there's always a million things to talk about, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know. There if wasn't anything in your mind that you, you could always come back and talk about it if yeah, you think about I, it. There's always, there's always more to talk about. I, I appreciate you asking questions about me as a human. I appreciate you asking questions about just like what's happening in the world. Cause you know, these are questions, these are conversations that people are having. Yeah. 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 Right. So I, you know, I see a lot of you in me and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Go. You're like the baby version of me. I'm, okay. the, I'm the old fart version of you. <laughs> Cause I was also an English major and I taught ESL. Oh, you did. I think I remember you telling me that. And then yes. I went, then I wasn't I liking it because it was a lot of, it was very political there. Yeah. And um, yeah. and kids weren't didn't want to learn. Um, it was almost like you're standing up there and you're doing you're more babysitting than you are trying to. Oh, I'm sorry to hear know, that. It was a, I, I taught older older um, 
like high school. I hate to say or? kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that that went down the drain really quick, and then I then I took a, a, a legal studies course, and that's how I became a paralegal. A legal legal assistant is the official title. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then my mom died in '99 and became a flight attendant. So that's why I'm here in Minnesota because yeah. I got based here. So um, yeah, so we we have a lot of things in, in common mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So yeah. you know, we should talk about that more in the off 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 the mic or. And or next time. Or ne- next yeah, time. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned, I got a little preview for our next conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you again. Yeah, thank I mean, you. I so I, appreciate the invite. This I is wanna, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give the, the, the um, listeners a little information about um, uh, your, your Pride yes, event. Yes, please do. So it's um, for more information about Golden Valley Pride, go to goldenvalleypride.com. That's kind of common sense, easy to right. remember. Hopefully. And, oh, thank you again for being a guest on the Downright Upright Show. I really love you. You are the best. You are really good. Um, and, and you're very informative. And I, and I always say this about all my guests, and, and, and I'm not going to exclude you. I always learn from my guests, mm-hmm. and that's what makes this show fun to me. I, it's not for me just hearing myself, my, my gums yap. It's getting the, getting the return volley from the other person across the table. And I love yeah. that. I, uh, I got to say, that, that's what makes you a great host. Truly, I'm not just blowing smoke. That's what makes you a great host because you're not just doing this just to get your voice out there. You're, you're doing this to learn and allow others to learn too. You, you ask great questions. Thank you. Engaging. Thank you. Oh, my God. Through I love through. you. And uh, now love to right cl- back at you. <laughs> and to the listeners, thank you for spending time with us today. And please stay tuned for more of the Downright Upright show in the future. This is your host, Philip Anthony, saying... Happy Pride, uh, happy, actually, happy Golden Valley Pride <laughs> for those of you who missed it. So we're going to, we want to, you know, connect you to Golden Valley Pride because it's coming again next year. And uh, ciao for now. Thank you again, Matt. Matt. Thank you.